So go on your bed. Go away. Go away. Good girl. Go away. Oh my god, I'm so out of breath. So am I. Oh, are we so out of breath? we I'm swear we're fitter than that. So, is it back? That fucking rabbit. I swear to God. Right, we need to get the washing basket. No, I can't see it. Go, to the, go towards the feature. Patch, come here. You're going on this bed. There. I don't want to lay next to Florence. I don't. Yep, just lie on her head. You do that, buddy. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. That freaking... I know. Honestly, when you said rabbit, I was like, oh, they just mean like a wild, a, a rabbit. wild rabbit. There's a wild rabbit under no. the deck. Okay, fine. No, it's it's fully someone's pet bunny rabbit. Yeah, and if it was a wild rabbit, I don't think I'd mind because I'd just let the dogs out. Yeah. But I think that's because the dogs haven't been on the lawn for ages. I think we need to start letting them into the garden. Or just like laying down wolf pee or something to keep all the... Yeah. <laughs> Because wolf pee is really easy to get, did you know? <laughs> um, but holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So when I say that our neighbour was here trying to catch a rabbit yesterday. Yeah, because I, I didn't, and I didn't even think that was the reason that she was here. I just thought that, oh, there's a bunny rabbit. She must have heard commotion. She came over to play with the dogs. I thought that was it. No. No. How did the bunny rabbit escape? And how is it still alive? Like, go back to where you are, have a home and food. What is well, no, it goes back home every night. Oh, does it? it? They let them out to free range during the day, and every day now it comes over here. Oh, my God. Are you meant to just let rabbits free? <laughs> well, free I thought they would free roam in, like, their garden. I don't know how it's getting over. It must Sorry. be getting under somewhere. There must be... Yeah. Uh, that's no. it's over. Short, short. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, this bunny, just all of a sudden, we, like, see this bunny flying? Here we are, with a rabbit under our deck. I'm just going to move this just slightly, just because she was, she's laying down. She's gone towards you. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay, thank you, apart from the... The rabbit shenanigans that we've just out dealt of breath with. <laughs> and out of being out of breath can, can run can weight lift can't run like could tell you it's never a boring day in this household can't sprint after <laughs> a rabbit um yeah no i'm good i'm good i'm very busy with work which is nice good but it's stressful but it's good yeah. um <laughs> stressful's fine stressful's fine stressful keeps us going stressful's fine maggie thinks i'm really boring because i just like work all day work all day yeah and then she like comes up to me and she's like can you just like do something, please. Um, but I left her with her little cactus Kong filled with um, that horrible, awfully... Ah, uh, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. awfully good mutt butter. Yeah, thingy. and it takes me a second to be like, don't lick the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It doesn't um, even smell good to me. I wouldn't have licked it. No, I, I don't. But I think it's because it looks like peanut butter. Yeah. And it, But yeah. I'm the same with the peanut butter that you put in the dog's Kongs. Because uh, that's yeah. gross. Yeah. I'm like... No, don't lick, yeah. don't lick the spoon. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm just here um, for a good time. I've got one more week before we... Oh my God. I'm away, which oh is... Oh, my God, I know. Well, over oh a week and a half. A week and a half. Yeah, when is a week on Tuesday. The 31st? 30th. 30th. Maybe the 29th. I can't quite remember. Okay. One of the above. This is when actually secretly she goes tomorrow. Bye, everyone. <laughs> God, imagine. I don't have a flight booked internally. That's all right. Fun? That's all right. That's all right. We're that's, fine. That's that's also not on you to have to book, right? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to coordinate it with um, Ben at the moment. But anyway. How fun. How fun. I love that. Love How that. fun. Anyway, got that. Um, 
Oh, I have some wedding stuff, but I'll add that in at the end. Okay, I'm excited. Yes. And <laughs> what else? Um, not a lot. Patch is doing well. Patch is doing He's well. He's going out. He went for a big walk in the park this morning and I put him on his long line and he didn't want to leave my side. He had all this space to go adventure. He didn't want to. That's he really did, good. He'd like trot off about five steps and then he'd just turn around and come and sit at my feet or he'd come back to me and just walk next to me and look at me. That's really good. And mm. that's such a testament to all the work that you've been putting in to him. Like that's yeah. really, really good that he yeah. has that bond with you. And he hasn't reacted, overreacted at a dog for hmm, the last time. I can't even remember the last time that he did. And then the other day we walked past the police dog that he bit and he went off his nut. I was like, cool. He he, obviously knows. He has such a good memory. He remembers all the dogs that he likes. He remembers all the dogs he doesn't like. Yeah. But just that one, he's like, no, thank you. Even though it was far away, as far away as any other dog has been. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. You're an odd boy and Patchpool. You're a weirdo. Um, He keeps like cocking his head and looking outside and I'm like the rabbit the rabbit is back the rabbit. where's the bloody rabbit I can't friggin' believe that yeah look at him there's also someone in the park and there's birds I think he might just be having yes. a mixture of I was going to say he's like going into overdrive a little bit hey Annie, is that too much for your little brain says who, who are you calling a little brain he has the smallest no not you Florence the smallest peanut sized brain in the world I honestly thought you were going to say something else then <laughs> <laughs> So that's a very personal very detail. Inappropriate about comment about, about a dog. It's also a very personal detail to reveal about Patrick on air. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Patchy Pool. Um, We're talking about your peanut sized brain. So super excited for this week's episode. Yeah. It was oh, yes. So- I, f- I was like, well, uh, <laughs> it was so much fun to record. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, lo- I loved the video. Um, that we put up online that was us and we obviously have both just rolled out of bed and we're like ready to go. Clara's had a full day. Clara's had a full day. She's like just winding down for the day. Maddie and yeah. I are there like friggin' zombies. It's still light outside in London. Yeah. It's dark here still. Yeah. Um, so mind the um eye bags, but Yeah, but that's do you know what? That's just us. Like we are yeah. We are tired gals. We are. We don't get much sleep. That's a lie. I sleep. I go to bed like nine every night. Yeah, you do. You do get a good amount of sleep. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I was so stressed about waking up. That oh, I just you? kept like waking up. Oh, that's And I woke nice. up at like 4.30 in the morning and be like, oh, I've missed it. Oh my God. I was like, oh, no, no. It's 4.30 in the morning. And then I, woke, I set my alarm for six. And then I was like, and then, you know, when you just like trying to leave the house and then suddenly it's like, I have to remember this. I have to remember that. Yeah. I've got to remember different sets of keys yeah. and like... Just all sorts of everything. So and then, like, Maggie was like, hi, good morning. And I was like, oh, my God, go, no. for, go for a week. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so, but, yeah, that was, it was good. That's right. You were fine. It was I good. think it was, like, one minute. We just logged on, so. Yeah, it was all good. I mean, I am chronically late for most things. So, so am I. <laughs> At me showing up to work every day <laughs> later than I should be. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. Anyway. 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 So, yeah, very excited. I think there were, like, some really good unexpected nuggets of wisdom, too. 100%. Well, not unexpected. We knew they were coming. But, like, things but, that you and I didn't know is as well. Yeah, super interesting. And it was really – it's really lovely to get the perspective mm. of different people and to yeah. get the perspective of someone who went to university and kind of struggled – had both a great time and also a challenging time. Yeah. That was really, really lovely. And it was just nice to have that candid chat 
about yeah. yeah it was and to speak to someone else who is in a creative mm. space and how draining that can sometimes be to be mm. in a creative space it was yeah it was really lovely and studying something that isn't necessarily like studying for a career but more or less because she was interested I found yes. I really like that really liked that because you know when we were chatting you know kind of a bias I had to check in myself a couple mm. of months ago that it was you don't have to just do things because, because people tell you to. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was actually, I think, when I look back on it, a really big hindering factor for me not to go to university because I'd mm. like to have gone and done something mm. that I was interested in, but really did feel a deeply that message of, well, how is that going to help you? Yeah. And speaking to Clara about it gives you that diff, that really yeah. great perspective on actually sometimes the subject matter. You can go and study what you want. The subject matter isn't always what counts. Yes. Yeah what you gain from the whole experience. Mm. So that was really interesting. I liked that. Very interesting. And yeah, thank you so much to Clara for joining us. Yeah. Good old London. Shout out to Clara. Well, I hope you enjoy. Yes, this week's episode. Whoop. I just remember um Winetopia <laughs> with you. <laughs> All the parents getting progressively more drunk. Yeah, and we All were just like kids. Oh, and then going to karaoke. karaoke. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And that was the first time I've been to karaoke. What? Yeah. You were really good. I think I was really drunk. (laughs) No, we we had a great time singing country music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then everyone got pissed off with you, Joe and I, because we all had our country songs on. (laughs) And we we were the only people singing. (laughs) I can't imagine what that is like. I can't imagine what it's like to listen to country music endlessly. Lives with us. Okay, exciting. Okay, yeah. Anyway, so, Clara... Um, I should probably introduce Clara. Yes. Clara is, how would you say it? Are you, you are Auntie Jeremy's best friend's partner. Yeah. Girlfriend. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. whichever one. Um, partner, girlfriend, they're all the same. Friend. <laughs> friend. <laughs> yeah, so she really loves her friend. Friend. <laughs> no, you know what we mean. Football friends. <laughs> football friends. Do you play football? Oh my God. I I mean I I did I don't play anymore but oh. I, that was just an in betweeners <laughs> ah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah don't terrible TV show but so funny I haven't whenever Rosie references even shows that I've seen like maybe four times I'm like oh. there's there's just no hope like, we, but we both religiously watch Gilmore Girls I'll quote something and she's like no. That it no. just no idea. Yeah, no. It just goes straight over my head. Yeah. All the time. And that's why you guys are friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we met through Tom and Auntie Jeremy, I guess. And then have kind of just kept like in touch since and then ever ever since we started this podcast you've been like our number one fan yeah you've been amazing you know and sending through that culture roundup do you know I cried did I tell you that I think you did, but I, you know when people say they cry and I'm like, oh, like, no, 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 she really, I, I, I cried. Like I was Aww. in a sobby mess and Joe was sitting next to me. We had gone out, um, camping. Uh, we were on our way to a wedding and we were camping and yeah, I woke up in the morning to that voice note and I was sitting in the car on t- in Taupo, like literally on one of those little rest spots on the side of the lake. And I was like, this is so nice. 
Well, I'm glad. I honestly have been thinking about doing that ever since you mentioned like someone professionally recording. I'm not a professional, obviously, but I ordered my mic for my own kind of creative pursuits. Yeah. And I was like, this is the first thing I'm going to do. Oh, I love it. <laughs> no, I love it. Thank you so much. It's, it's amazing. It gives you a break from singing. Yeah, I know. My <laughs> terrible voice that mum's always like, you shouldn't have this anywhere in the world. And we're like, oh. <laughs> every week funny. I'm like, sorry, mum. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the singing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you, we know you're from the, well, Rosie and I, well, maybe just even me. I don't know how much background I've given Rosie. I think I knew that you were from Canada. From Canada. Yep. You've lived yep. in New Zealand. You now live in the UK. Yep. You have a travel blog, which actually yes. I watch quite a bit. You've got very good, um, what's the word? Like when you get someone in, you've got like really good hooks on your uh-huh. stories and things. Fix. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, I want to watch this. And then like the one of Tom riding the horse in Texas. Oh my God. That was so fun. There's yeah. literally, I think an hour's worth of footage of Tom, <laughs> not like actually, but just Tom trying things. And he was much better at almost everything than I was, except for getting on the horse. And I, I could not stop laughing. <laughs> Honestly, I love that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's the best thing. I can only see it. Like, yeah, the lankiness. And so now you're living in London and yeah. you've just got a new job. So do you want to give us and our little lovely friends, sometimes it's like we're talking to no one, but <laughs> our lovely friends, a uh, um, little rundown on your background, like the key moments in your life. Like what were, what were your parents like? Oh God. Ah, uh, big question. I feel like it's a big <laughs> question for anyone. Um, yeah. So I'll try and do this short, but born in Canada, was born in Montreal, so French Canada. Mm-hmm. First language is French. Woo. Uh, mm-hmm. Mum is Quebecoise and dad is an Anglophone. Pesky. Um, <laughs> grew up, like we moved to Toronto and then spent most of my childhood there. Went away to boarding school when I was 12. 12? Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was honestly like a lot of people talk about high school as like a negative. For me, it was the yeah. best thing I ever like ever did at that point. Like changing schools where yeah. I was was a really good call. Like my old school was not tailored for people like me, um, yeah. aka people that aren't they fit into this kind of box and aren't yeah. like this super smart level. And then went to the next school and did really well, which was great. Uh, then I moved to Scotland for uni. Um, mm-hmm. Hmm. And then graduated and then moved to New Zealand and now I'm back <laughs> in the UK and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> but that's like the kind of brief synopsis. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't realize yeah. you went to university in Scotland. Which university did you go to? St. Andrews. St. Andrews. No. <laughs> Will and Kate. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that like part of boarding school had a... <laughs> impact on you that made you want to get out of Canada or do you think that was like the environment that you grew up in like what made you want to leave because a lot of people in those situations don't really want to leave yeah um parents the two things that they kind of focused on is like me growing up and my sister growing up was education Mm -hmm. that was super important to them um but also travel so Mm. I've done some pretty extraordinary traveling trips throughout my whole life. Like there's just life defining moments for me. Um, yeah. 
And I kind of fell in love with history when I was traveling, when I was a kid. And um, my advisor in high school was English. And she was like, you should apply to the UK. Um, I think these are really good programs, especially for the type of history you want to study. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to put the work in to study in the US because SATs, standardized tests don't really work yeah. for me. But yeah. my parents encouraged, well, my dad encouraged me to to go abroad. My mom was supportive, but for her, yeah. it was a bit different. My Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, that's very much the same in my family. I mean, you've met my parents, <laughs> you know, exactly how rich it is. <laughs> he is They're very uh, encouraging though of travel. I think like, yeah, they have traveled. Yeah, they both are. But sometimes when you're talking to them, it's like, dad's always the one that's like, what's the problem? Just go do it. And mum's more of it like, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? You know, and then she'll always add in, oh, but you know, you can always just come back and live with us. <laughs> yeah, my parents That's do that my mom well. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll fail. Dad's like, get come out. back and live here. Just come <laughs> home, honey. It's okay. Because dad's like, well, why haven't you done it yet? And I'm like, oh, I just slight problems with visas and <laughs> just an issue. Yeah. But yeah, so in uni, okay, you sent this through as a message and it made us both giggle because we were like, this is so cool. Um, You studied, what was it? Uh, Medieval arts, right? Medieval history. Medieval history. Medieval history. Yeah, Yeah, that is very cool. (laughs) That's an intense period of history. It's a very long one. It's a very long and very like... There's a lot, a lot happens in it. (laughs) Very dramatic time. (laughs) Yes. But fun. And like part of what you had said to us was it was something, we'll let you explain this, but it was something that you were interested in and something that you um, weren't, you thought was maybe going to be something else. Could you touch on that a little bit? (laughs) The best degree in the world, by the way. Oh, it's honestly, I'm glad I did it. with varying degrees of appreciation but um I went in thinking I just read this book that I was like oh this sounds really cool like I want to do um kind of my dissertation and like a focus on uh, Elizabethan espionage yeah um and medieval history there's kind of varying degrees of what people agree on when it ends when it starts it's very dependent on the location of the place so like the uk and france and italy all have kind of different varying endings um the elizabethan elizabethan era is is renaissance history so not medieval (laughs) so i went in and was kind of fully devastated like clearly it was just a bit of an idiot (laughs) 17 years old um but yeah and then just studied and kind of was shocked at how schools worked in the uk the canadian education system is quite different to the british um yeah new zealand's probably kind of an in-between both so it was a big shock um but by the end of my four years, I managed to write my dissertation on espionage during the Wars of the Roses. So it kind of worked out. And that it kind of worked out. You were study espionage either way. It wasn't quite the Elizabethan era. But yeah. It was, it was the still one spies. That, yeah, still, still spies. And do, sorry, just to butt in, do they um, offer an Elizabethan era like history degree? Like not a specifically a renaissance it would be yeah. they actually do modern so it's modern oh. medieval and classic um uh. different 
I think different unis, depending on where you go. I think especially yeah. the American schools will be much more specific. Yeah. Um, but no, like you would do kind of modern history, you would do your courses in first and second year, and then third and fourth year would be much more specific to what you actually want to study. And then your fourth year is spent writing your dissertation. That's so gotcha. funny to me that it's modern history because <laughs> that encompasses so much like yeah. Oh, yeah. after what you would not really necessarily think of as modern history because yeah. you literally have classic medieval and then just modern after everything after that is just modern it's like, and it's not modern it's not modern we need it's to redefine also, the term modern yeah it's also the shortest in terms of those three oh, it's wow. actually the shortest time period so modern if you take the italian version is like 1350 to now um and then medieval is the fall of the roman wall this is so nerdy but the fall of the roman wall um <laughs> Or the fall of Rome, sorry, not the wall. Uh, that's yeah. Berlin. Uh, till 1350s, 1500s, depending on who you ask. And then yeah. the classic is the longest one. It's massive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did classical yeah. studies in high school and I loved it, but it, I just, yeah. It's a lot to take in. Me and my little brain just couldn't quite absorb it. But I think that was the one thing that I did stick with through most of my studies in high school was classical studies surprisingly i mean it's fascinating it's there's it is, there's so much intrigue and it's interesting yeah yeah it's super fascinating sorry i cut you off before. that is all good that is all good so we kind of had a little bit of a conversation about this um based on something that we'd said a couple of episodes ago did you was there pressure to study something that would specifically help you in later life because of see you know we kind of spoke about how you sp- study something you were passionate about even though you thought you were studying something else but actually turned this but you you know you studied something that you felt passion for and potentially not something that like your classical like go and get a business degree and you'll work in business type yeah. situation that you that is kind of pushed alongside go to university because it helps you succeed in life did you feel that pressure at all um no, not not initially. My parents were very much like, you may as well go study something you like. There's no point in doing yeah. something you don't enjoy. And my both my parents are extraordinarily intelligent. Um, and I had conversations with my dad in terms of, uh, but later on, but like transferability of skills. And he said the number one thing people need to graduate university with is the ability to write. And I mean, how many people do you guys work with that do not know how to write despite their university degrees, don't know how to write. Um, So I think (laughs) that degree helped in that regard, especially I think in in marketing roles and um, anything that requires sending emails to external people, especially. Um, Just writing a social media caption. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not that hard. You would think. No, yeah. you would you would think, but you would think. Apparently, people don't use Google, so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's like I mean, there is skill in writing, and obviously, being writing influential stuff is different. But just kind yeah. of having this basic grammar structure. So for him, it was like, whatever, do your thing, have fun, make the most of it, go to university, have fun. Yeah. Um, I got asked a lot later kind of what the point of studying medieval history was. And I think we talked about this over message at some yeah. point, but um, a lot of job interviews have asked before, not so much now, cause it's been a few years, mm. but they've been mm. like, what do you want to like, what is medieval history going to bring to a Salesforce company? Like, <laughs> what? 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I I've never second guessed it in terms of yes. like a career path. Like I I do truly believe that you can have any degree at university and you'll have transferable skills and you can not yeah. go to university and have like skills that people want. It's just, it's so dependent on you as a person, yeah. not on a piece of paper that has your name on it. For sure. Very much so. How do you answer that question when people ask you? <laughs> like, so did you work for Salesforce? Uh, I worked for MPI, so the government uh, in New Zealand, um, yeah, and just got yeah. put on a Salesforce team. And, uh, uh, gotcha. So how did you answer that question when you were in that situation? And sorry, Patch is just being a Patch and he's, oh. I don't know if you can see him. But oh, he's got his it, yeah. head planted into my knees. He's an interesting soul. <laughs> he is. He's been sitting here watching us for probably the past 20 minutes. He just likes to sit and engage. And we have him in he's here like so he doesn't... Support. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's it. He's yeah. a, he's actually our audience. Yes, he is. He's you and Patch. <laughs> Everything is our only audience. <laughs> Everything we say is to you and Patch. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm talking a lot, so thanks. No, no, no. It's Honestly, it's good, but just, he can't talk anyway. So well, oh, he can. he's trying. He can, but he doesn't really say he's very trying. much. It's very coherent. Okay, honey. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> very good. Can you sit? Go back to being an audience. Um, <laughs> we take a quick interruption. You see how chaotic this can get. Honestly, the it. amount of stuff that I have cut out of our episodes, we could probably make a whole a whole a season. Yeah, <laughs> all the bloopers. Yeah, but how do you? So how do you navigate that question when you're in an interview situation? Because obviously, there's a lot of pressure in interviews. The, you want to say the yeah. right thing. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I am like, I am honest. Like I don't, you know, yeah. I, I know some people tend to fib and I think it's okay to fib a little bit with interview questions, but mm. when people say, you know, how does medieval history apply to whatever job? And the, I don't know how much you know about people who've studied history, but you're doing a lot of research. You're doing yeah. a lot of analysis. Uh, you're doing a lot of reading and summarizing. Uh, presentations were a big part of my degree in my last year. Um, yeah. You know, there's so many skills there that have nothing to do with medieval history that you learn. Um, And, you know, there's there's the teamwork aspect. Like I had to do lots of projects with my classmates and you you can kind of find ways depending on how you get asked and what the the context is. So if it's teamwork or if it's uh, how do you communicate, um, Mm. you kind of use and pick and choose those examples because they they were so transparent or so, so part, not transparent. They were a part of, um, of my degree and my experience. And it literally has nothing to do with the content, just the, how I delivered that content. Um, but I would say that I probably learned more outside of the classroom than I did inside. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of leads me onto the question I was going to ask you next is what is something that you feel you really gained from your time at university? Dum, dum, dum. Uh, <laughs> no question. <laughs> no, no, that's a good question. I, I mean, I've had endless conversations with my friends about this because a, a few of my friends and me, especially I'll speak for myself, but I really struggled at university. Um, I wanted to drop out in first year. I was kind of not really happy there and probably was the happiest person when I left and ran as far away as I possibly could to New Zealand. Um, (laughs) 
But I think the biggest thing was probably just like growth and learning about people. Um, I worked in two different bars, maybe three, I can't remember, but two different bars and like from a social perspective, like really learned how to talk to people, learn how to engage with people, um, really grew my confidence. I was, I would have considered myself quite shy. Um, one of my flatmates, taught me how to communicate effectively. Like I've never been really, I used to be a tantrum kid. So I used to like scream and shout and kick the door and which may or may not be surprising. I don't know. I've I've no, I've no experience of what that is like. (laughs) Still am a tantrum kid. (laughs) That's all right. I am too, but it's much more subtle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also am as well, to be fair. I'm just going to break that for a second. You said your flatmate taught you. Yeah. How did, Mm, how did they teach you that? Like not, how, who are they to teach you this? (laughs) But I'm interested. I'm intrigued as to like, did she sit you down and be like, Clara, I'm going to teach you this. Or was it over time? (laughs) It was natural. I think because I, not that I bottled up a lot of my emotions, but it's Scotland. There's a lot of alcohol. Um, Emotions run high when you drink. And it's a very uh, intense, St. Andrews is a very intense place to be. It's three streets big. If you count the center of town, it's a bubble. You see everyone you want to see and everyone you don't want to see in one place. And I didn't know how to process that and kind of ask for what I needed. And it took me kind of 10 not 10 years, like six years to actually get to a place where I could do it. But she kind of taught me that it was okay to be vulnerable and to be like, Hey, like I'm upset about this or just to let me cry and just kind of be, it was, I'm like, we don't really talk anymore, but she lives in London actually, but she is someone I have a lot of time for because she taught me something that I'm very proud to have like a person. So yeah, she's, yeah, she taught me that and I'm very grateful. That's cool. That's really that's amazing. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's I love really amazing. Those people that you like bump into, like I've got one from uni and she was very much she kind of just was always like one of those people that you would watch and she chased her dreams so hard and now where she is like there was a really famous cover recently for Vogue of this the old tattoo Filipino lady the tattoo artist from the Philippines and she like was on the set to direct that shoot like she was all working within part of that And from where I knew her, she's got her own fashion line. She's doing so much for Vogue. She's doing all these cool things. Yeah. And I'm like, we studied the same thing. Um, And obviously I left, but she just was so driven. And I think that like passion is so admirable and she's the same. Like we don't talk, but I, if she ever messaged me and we touch base every now and then, but I've always got time for her like just such an incredible person but yeah lots of those little you find them everywhere <laughs> yeah you do. and it's it's exactly. really nice when you find someone that you can that really helps you on that emotional level as well yeah. and you know that you are going to take the lessons that they've taught you mm-hmm. throughout your whole life and yeah. that it's yeah. it can be real subtle lessons and it's and that opening up and that vulnerability is super important because so important. you you may have struggled to continue traveling if you hadn't been able to 
express yourself in a way that you now can. Yeah. And work with different cultures as well. I think that's a huge one. Like you'll have noticed Kiwis probably do a lot of that and we're very bad at speaking. We're very bad at speaking up and out. And I think that having that skill and being able to move from place to place and seeing these different nation, um, different nations, these different cultures and, and how they engage, you'll be able to work with that a lot better, I think, and understand how to communicate with them, which is something that like no one really teaches you it in school, but we should have some form of like emotional intelligence and social intelligence classes in school, because that is a huge thing. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Joe's owls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, but he's, I think we were talking about this last week. He's definitely like ours from more of a blunt perspective. Like he's always like that zoom out, take your emotions out, cut them out of your body and put them aside. How do you like, how would you approach this situation? And we're like, ah, that makes so much sense. And then sometimes <laughs> in the moment we're like, no, we can't cut our emotions yeah. out. That's not happening. That's not, we're not doing it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop being mean. Let me cry. <laughs> I think it's um, a balance and like perspective is really important. Yeah. yeah having yeah, people to help yeah. you and support you is just yeah. wonderful. Hugely. Which will serve you well in London. Um, oh yeah yeah i'm way too canadian for this city (laughs) (laughs) no never ever lose your like don't let london squash your canadianness it's (laughs) like it needs it that's what yeah that's what makes london a happier and nicer place because it's yeah it's not the english people that live there that is for sure (laughs) you keep doing you it's all right i appreciate your support (laughs) (laughs) we have Um, a couch amazing amazing <laughs> we're, we're booking our flights yeah <laughs> cool top and tail <laughs> um if you would you still go to uni now would you like if you could go back and change it would you still have gone obviously you learn a lot and it's but would you still go I go back and forth on this answer so I'm gonna go with what I will say today but this does yeah. change um I would say yes because of the people I met, um, the good and the bad. I mean, I wish I could take some of the bad out, Mm -hmm. but I, I'm very happy with who I am today and I feel like I wouldn't be who I am. I might be someone similar, but you can't leave that up to chance. So, um, no, I'm, I'm, I would say that it was a really good decision for me. The academic stuff, honestly could not give two shits about <laughs> but the social and the yeah. the kind of yeah the social lessons I made it worthwhile and the yeah. friends I have are phenomenal so that's really good that's awesome it's one of those so if we asked you tomorrow you might say no yeah <laughs> I feel like maybe not tomorrow but I think like I just saw yeah. Um, I've seen a few of my friends since coming back here and it's been really nice to see them. Yeah. I haven't seen them in five-ish years. So yeah. uh, I don't know, like those people wouldn't be in my life if I didn't go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, St. Andrews was a really hard, like really hard place for me emotionally. Like I really struggled and yeah. I didn't have the, the knowledge and the tools and therapy was not a thing for me. I tried, it did not work. And so yeah. I feel... 
if I would do it again, I would hopefully have more resources and more of a support in mm-hmm. terms of mental health. I just didn't know. I, I thought I was invincible. So clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Did you know that St. Andrews was such a small environment before you went? Was that part of what attracted you to it? Kind of coming from that boarding school environment into essentially like, this is going to sound, but like, oh, it's almost, St. Andrews is almost like Hogwarts in its yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my, what a it, that's like one, I mean, you, you go and it kind of makes sense. The other schools I was looking at, um, was Edinburgh, Durham, and then Exeter and Bristol, but Durham and St. Andrews were kind of my top and Durham's a very like community small. It's not small, but it feels small and tight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had friends that had graduated a year and three years before me that were at St. Andrews. So I had people and three people from my high school were also going. And so I, I, I had a community there, even if we're not like, we don't talk, I don't talk to any of them now, but they were there and they were so supportive when I was there. So that was yeah. kind of a big draw big. to go. <laughs> Cause I like, not that I, I don't know. New Zealand and it's kind of a good example, like Canada, the people you go to high school with all go to like three schools and they stay friends with these people forever. And I didn't want that. No, I understand understand that. (laughs) We're both like, (laughs) that's exactly what I didn't want. Well, it's what I thought I wanted, but I think in hindsight, I would be such a different person and I probably wouldn't be anywhere near where I am in my life. Like, I, yeah, I don't want to say I'd be 10 steps backwards, but I think I'd be about 10 steps backwards just because of the culture in New Zealand as well and the way that we click together and we don't really open ourselves out to meet new people. We're quite happy with the people that we have. Um, I think that's a huge issue. Yeah, I agree. And you, I think as women as well, like the comfort in, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking as a woman, so I don't know for yeah. men, but from my perspective, a lot of girls stay, especially the girls I went to or the women I went to high school with have kind of the same friends they had in high school. Not everyone. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want, that's great. But I find guys tend to branch out even when they have that comfort. Yeah. But for me, I would have definitely stuck to kind of like the groups because it's comfortable. Whereas when I moved, yeah. I barely knew anyone and just had to force myself to be social, which is a skill I'm so grateful to have. <laughs> yep. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, mm. or I would an probably introvert, say an introvert. introvert. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, I would say I lean more to introvert. I love people. But yeah. I, my social battery is very Not. much dependent on like me time. Yes. yes. So, yeah, completely yeah. understand that. Yep. So do you find like, obviously you've moved around a bit. Do you find that when you first get somewhere new, you have to really push that social battery and your me time to make sure that you're making those connections early on, or do you let yourself settle? Like not settle as in settle for just being alone. I mean, like, do you let yourself settle in the place before you start pushing that battery out and like really trying to make friends? Um, depends on the circumstance. So Hmm. for St. Andrews and stuff, like I, I, I did push myself, but I knew there was not really a consequence to that because I had friends there, um, which inevitably helped me out because I made friends by being social. But when I moved to New Zealand, I knew 
nobody, but I moved to a hostel. So it's like forced socializing. Yeah. Um, now living in a hostel in a shared dorm is not something I enjoy doing. Yeah. It was really cool. Like just met so many like-minded people. And again, like challenged myself to really be social in London. I have re- like, I know a few people here. So kind of yeah. like St. Andrews, but without the kind of chaotic nerves of university, I have Tom. So having a partner means that I don't need to go out. I mean, like I do yeah. and I want to be social and I do struggle with the loneliness of this city sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel pressure to force myself to join every single sports team or choir, or musical theater, or- <laughs> I don't know, tube hopping people that yeah. find in the city. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just to make sure, make friends. Yeah, yeah it's definitely cool. a different perspective moving. I mean, I've only, well, actually, no, that's a lie. I've moved by myself and I've moved with Joe. And it's definitely different. Like I've found myself in the same positions where I've had to really push myself and be out of my comfort zone and like at camp even. Yeah. Going out more than I would like to. Um, and same thing in Singapore. But then when we moved down here with Joe, like our first year in Palmy was awful. I think I remember telling you this. It was just so isolated and so lonely. And I, that was one of the worst years of my life in terms of where I was. It was obviously also one of the best years of my life because we got the dogs and we finally ended up getting our house and we were together. But because he was always six weeks on, six weeks off, I was by myself and I would go six weeks without have seeing anyone outside of work. And my work friends would always be like, yeah, we'll hang out with you outside of work. And then they'd not, which was fine. They had their own lives, but I'd go six weeks without seeing people outside of the office and six weeks without giving anyone a hug and six weeks without like proper, just genuine, like, how are you or talking to someone face to face like that. And it really does, it takes its toll on you because you're there for the person that you love. And for Joe, he was like not really wanting to be away. So that added that extra strain and pressure on our relationship. But then also I just didn't want to be there where we were, I was like, let's go to the city or let's go somewhere. But we just had to wait it out the year. So I think that was probably the hardest moving experience for me. But then when we came down to Wellington, I just didn't care by that point. I was like, whatever. <laughs> and then you kind of know you can do it. Yeah. And then somehow I've got all these friends that I'm like, I don't have enough time for all these people. <laughs> She's just so popular. She's yeah, not so it. popular. <laughs> Gosh, Maddie, you're now the person that says, Look, we'll hang out, out of, outside of work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now that's me. That <laughs> Full circle. circle. <laughs> Full circle. Thank the Lord. <laughs> um, how do you, like, what have you done in the past to push yourself to make friends and to you know obviously when you're at university you kind of have your flatmates you live with you have the people you study with you've got like freshers that type of thing that pushes you into but did you join like sports clubs did you join the chess club (laughs) you might have joined chess club I mean, I not in my adult years, but when I was like six, <laughs> my parents put me in chess club, and I was like, "I don't like this. <laughs> I don't want to do so this." Good. <laughs> my brain does not work. How chess? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even understand until I watched that. What's the Queen's Gambit? That like oh, yeah. there's actual 
plays. I was like, I thought you just move things on a chessboard. So yeah, yeah no, not not the sport for me. Um, but yeah. no, I, I did join sports team. So um, I also went to summer camp, which I think was a really good place for me to grow. It was an all girls yeah. camp, which was a really awesome place to kind of feel empowered as a yeah. woman um, without the distraction of men. Now that yeah. might just be my hetero cis straight Clara talking, but I was a boys, boys, boys kind of gal. So, (laughs) um, it was really good, especially in my teenage years to promote confidence. Um, and they talk about kind of your, your safe zone, which is like your comfort zone. Um, and then they talk about your growth zone and then your panic zone. And you always want to push yourself to be in your growth zone. Um, so I've always kept that at the back of my mind because meeting people is quite daunting, but yeah, sports teams, I've played football at uni, uh, made some really good friends through that. And then I joined a football team in Wellington after I'd met Tom, but that was cool. Uh, I probably partied a little bit too hard in some cases <laughs> when I didn't really want to, but you know, yeah. did it for the sesh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you live and you learn, right? And you get to meet yeah. people and um, working at the bar was so nerve wracking because it's like in St. Andrews, because it's the student union. Everybody knows you, or at least will recognize you and you're yeah. like the face. Um so really intimidating to start with. And like, you've always, I've always seen the people that work there and I was like, I know you, but yeah, that was a really, that was a really good experience to kind of push me yeah. to be more confident and chatty. No, that's cool. That's cool. It's, um, the sports team thing is interesting because yeah, we are not really sporty sport, people, sports team people. Like, so it's, um, yeah. So like other things like working in the bar and stuff like that is a really great, other way of meeting people because I think there's a very in the UK especially there's a kind of pushed on thing that oh, when you get to university you've got to go and join these sports societies blah, yeah. blah 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 because that's that's how you make friends and it's like oh actually what, what do you do if you don't really like team games because <laughs> you're not very good you at just them. go for the drinking honestly yeah. <laughs> you need to play the sports <laughs> the problem is you I th- feel like you have your drinking friends and then you have your friends and especially like moving around your drinking friends are never really there for friendship like to hang out unless there's a session whereas your friend friends that you start to build will kind of be available for whenever whenever you need them to be or like if you just need to go get a coffee like I remember asking one of my drinking friends in Singapore like oh can we go get a coffee or something together and they were like no should we go out tonight though and I was like oh that's not really the point of getting a coffee but okay I'll go out (laughs) yeah no definitely I think I've been quite lucky because I've had people I mean I've, I've met people that are like drinking friends but like they're not people yeah they're not people I would go for coffee or that would want to go for coffee. But I've also luckily had friends that are good friends that do love a good party. And if there's something that goes wrong on a night out, or, um, if there's like something that's not happening while we're drinking, they're there. And those people, uh, yeah, I I don't think a lot of people are like that. Some people have both and I've been lucky to have both. Uh, now they, some of them 
do drink quite a bit and party hard still. I definitely <laughs> don't. So would not be able to keep up, but they're still really good people to chat with and yeah. meet up with, which is awesome. Like I'll take it. And I'm happy. Yeah. Hey, anyone is good. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Honestly, doggos. Oh my God. The that dogs are just literally just like staring, staring at us. A slight break. This is, have I you met these that. dogs? This is Floss. No. Hi, Floss. And this is Shaky Boy Patch, who's just Hi, trembling. Patch. We're not sure why. Oh, he's he so has, cute. Yeah, he's sh- like had a slight shake since he's a puppy. So we thought okay. he had um, cerebral palsy, essentially, for dogs. Oh, really? But um, turns out he's just a nervous wreck. Yeah, and he gets really cold from that time. He got hypothermia once. Yeah, he also got hypothermia once. <sighs> And now That's you're so just sad. the weirdest dog in the world that lies there. And he's like, he's and then, honest. oh, he's so cute. <laughs> I love that I can now see what happened. Cause obviously I'm listening to your guys's podcast yeah. every week and there's a lot of dog content and I'm like just picturing it in my head and it is exactly what I picture in my yeah. head. So yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> really cool. funny. And you know, cool. we probably, I mean, now that we've got this little, cause we're in an outside room now instead of in the house, um, okay. we could probably just leave them in the house, but I feel bad in the mornings because they've like not had their run or exercise. I feel like I'm getting them out of bed just to put them straight back into bed so guilty dog mum here all right guys i'm here for it i'm here for the dog content (laughs) wouldn't be girls without degrees without patch come here come say hi you are a girl without a degree aren't you patch patch (laughs) oh there we go here we go oh okay come here oh god oh no oh dear hello here we go team god hi team hello hi 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 oh god (laughs) oh no Put my phone down. Right. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't like staying on track. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, this is this is good. I'm my brain works is like get distracted and then come yeah. back. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm a fan. What, uh, final question for you. What inspired you to start your travel vlog? How did that Yeah. Was it like a creative um, outlet? Was it just a yeah. What inspired yeah, you to start okay. that? Oh, so many, so many questions. Uh, No, it's good. Um, Well, I have been not like an avid YouTube watcher, but like a normal kind of zillennial YouTube watching person. Um, And then during COVID, right after kind of the first lockdown in New Zealand, when Tom and I met, we started watching Kara and Nate. And Mm. I don't know if you know them, but they're fantastic YouTubers. Um, yeah, that's a I watch shameless them, plug for them. I They're watch great. them fly like first class all the oh, time. Those yeah. People. Oh, those yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I watch first class um, trains and stuff because I'm like, yeah. I'm never going to be able to afford to do that. So I'm just going to watch someone else do you it. Get a credit card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, crazy. we've got a credit card. I don't see my first class flights. <laughs> it patched, no first it's class harder flight. in New Zealand. When you yeah. move to yeah. Canada or wherever, then that'll be better the point system not in new zealand is much better u.s is the best but yeah really? US, so <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah so they were they were a huge inspiration in terms of like i just really liked their content they looked like they were having fun and then the creative outlet was kind of post-covid i i felt really trapped in new yeah. zealand and I, I love new zealand as a country and i think having left again i really do miss it but 
it's really hard being locked down in a country for essentially two years. Uh, I was supposed to see my family and friends right when COVID started. So I, I didn't see my parents for three and a half years, which is not like a short amount of time, but not, wow. you know, uh, <laughs> so traveling and the vlogs was just a kind of fun way to do it. And I remember turning to Tom and being like, I have this idea. What do you think? <laughs> and I thought he was going to full out laugh at me. And he was genuinely so supportive. And I was like, who's actually like laughing? And I was like, oh, like maybe I'm just nervous. And yeah, um, but it's really fun. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of because I think you guys talked about this. Well, maybe your post Christmas one, or um, maybe right before Christmas. But I think it was New Year's resolution, and you guys talked about uh, consistency. And um, another thing you guys mentioned is this is your podcast, right? Like this is your podcast. You take control, and I think yeah. consistency is good as long as you don't burn out. And yeah. um, because it's like the the vlog for me is my it's my space. Uh, yeah. I do want to be consistent and I do want to put content out, but I don't want to do it as like a disservice to myself and to me having a good time. And I'm, I'm assuming you guys feel the same way about the podcast because you do yeah. have really positive messaging in your podcast. And I, yeah. I love listening to it because as you can, you know, from the text I send you, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the room and I'm like, I have thoughts, which yeah. we love. So, we love and we always share. Please. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, I don't know, as creatives, whatever that outlet is, um, yeah. for me, it's really important and it's a really fun way to kind of have something for myself in the future to look back on. Um, and yeah. for my friends and family, like my, my mom loves watching those videos and my grandma who's deaf will watch them. And it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. She's like, Oh, I know that person on like the big screen. And I'm like, Aww. yes, grandma, that's me. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's me. That's so lovely. That is really lovely. And I think it's nice to have, this is something we have always said. It's nice to have something that is like, it is our podcast and it's your yeah. vlog and it's have that personal outlet that yeah. is kind of, is because when you work in a creative industry as well it being creative takes a lot of energy out of your brain so draining oh my god it's so draining yeah. so being able to have that personal outlet that you control and that's yours mm. and that you kind of hold yourself accountable to but accountable isn't even really the right word but it's it's nice to have that thing for you that you're not doing for someone else you're not it's you have creative control over it it's yeah, yeah. it's a really special and important thing to have. And I think it inspires creativity. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I know sitting, Oi, dude, why don't be grumpy. <laughs> um, I know sitting and working on real estate, trying to be creative in the real estate industry is draining for me sometimes when I'm like, why are we doing this? I understand that like the company I work for wants to make like quite a change and make real estate fairer, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes that drains me. And then coming home, I feel so inspired to just be like working with Rosie on some ideas that we have and sitting down and talking. And then we start talking through them. And that gets me almost like it recharges my creative battery as well, because there's no only pressure that we have on this podcast is from ourselves. There's no external pressure. And it's like last week when we missed or the week before when we had to miss an episode because of everything that had happened within the week, it was 
like Rosie was like, it's okay because it's for us. It's not for anyone else. And I think as long as we remember that and I can imagine it would be the same with your vlog, as long as you can keep that at the core of everything you do, I think that the value will come. Um, it's more just making sure that you've always got those right intentions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not being fake. And yeah. And like this comes yeah. through. Yeah. Because quite honestly, if we had wanted to push this and grow this, scale this as big as we could, we've got the formula in terms of like, we know what works. We know what doesn't work. We know we would have had to be more consistent, more present on social and we could have, and we would have had to be more consistent, more present within the podcast itself. But I, we've both kind of had that conversation where like, that will be great in the future, but that's not what it's about for us. We have to do this for us. It's definitely, yeah. Yeah. One of those that's things. That's why it's so good. About. no like not like i I will happily base you like number one fan whoever else wants to fight me on that (laughs) Uh, but like the the authenticity and the voices that you guys use like you are talking about very real subjects in a way that is um really open and like you're not putting anybody down for doing something different and i think the fact that you can voice like the reality of your situations without being negative or positive unless like it is a negative or a positive and yeah. kind of, I don't know. I really appreciate the, the honesty and the realness of it. It really does come through. Um, yeah. Well, that's super lovely to hear. And thank you so much, Clara, for coming yeah. on. It's been, it's been so lovely to chat to you. Um, I, I can see it's still light outside in London. It's like half eight at night. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. Very sunny. I'm not going to be here. I've literally got two weeks left in the country and I'm leaving Rosie. I'm going to the States. So I'm like, see ya. You also do the opposite Texas podcast. Yeah. You have your own hotel drums. Oh my God. Well, I think Maddie's not going to be doing it in a hotel lobby in yeah. which country music is bl- somehow still blasting at like midnight. People, that person that just insisted on rolling their suitcase like back and forth and back. Like, <laughs> Honestly. Mate, why? Honestly. Trying to record that, we were both like, what have we done? Thank God this is just an intro and an outro. <laughs> so funny though. <laughs> but um, so the way this thing works, we'll have to, I'll stop the recording, but we'll just have to stay on, on until it uploads. But do you, before we stop the recording, do you want to introduce the next little bit? <laughs> oh, uh, sh- sure. I mean, how? <laughs> well, just tell us a little bit about how you may put this little sound together okay uh, so, <laughs> no pressure, <time. laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um uh, yeah so bought this mic for my youtube channel um yeah. and then obviously listen to you guys whenever you put your podcast out which is great it's my uh work journey thing um and <laughs> I really like the concept, like having listened to podcasts and uh, YouTube videos and stuff like the intro, outro music, and you guys have an intro music and an outro, um, and Maddie vocalizing that uh, she (laughs) might get it professionally done. I took it upon myself to be that (laughs) professional person. (laughs) Um, It's kind of just a fun project to play around with a mic. Like I've always, I mean, I love music and I was trained as a 
well trained. I, I did choir, but like a very intense level of choir as a kid. Huh. Um, so harmonies and stuff work. Now they're not perfect. So <laughs> you guys, you guys know, but it was really fun to do. And, um, I just thought it would be a fun project. Like didn't really think you guys would use it, but it was like here. <laughs> no, we, so, love we were like, yes, we love it. Maddie cried. I did. Well, the harmonies were much better than what I do in real life. So, because Rosie won't harmonize with me, which is really odd. It's really odd. I know. It's really odd. Oh my God. So, I was noodling around on Twitter yesterday, as I always do. Like a little spaghetti. Like a little spaghetti. Spaghetti noodle. Kanye West is remarried. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Mm. So, well, mm, okay, I say that. He's not, he is married. It's like not legal, apparently. Yeah. But Did he marry himself because he's gone? No, he's married to an Australian architect. Oh. And also, and he's like gone over to Australia to go and meet her family. But however, the government have said there that they might not grant him a visa. One, I think because they're not actually legally married, so yeah. he isn't, but also because of his um, like anti-Semitic comments and stuff, they are apprehensive to grant him a visa. Huh. So yeah, but Kanye West is is remarried. Is she pretty? Uh, yeah. I mean, she's, she's very different to Kim. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like very different, I would say. Uh, but yeah, interesting. Interesting indeed. Let me show you. Uh, this is Yeah. Her. Come on. Faster. Oh yeah. So, I, but actually, now I look. That's now actually I, not what I expected. Now I at say all. she looks different to Kim. I look at that picture and she kind of actually just looks a little bit like Kim Kardashian with short hair. Um, but yeah. So no, she is an architect and she recently modelled for his new Yeezy line. I assume that he's doing what he does with all of his mm. women and like dressing them and yeah, yeah. Ew. So, yeah, so interesting. Just remarried, yeah. And reports last night, I don't know, you probably might have seen this, that mm. Prince Harry and oh, Meghan yes. Markle involved in a near catastrophic car chase yes. that went on for two hours, which seems there's 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 obviously a lot more to it, I'm sure. But yeah. it seems like a long time. Well, for... I just read an article literally just before you walked in, um from the New York, someone high up in the New York Police Department saying it wasn't two hours, it was about an hour. So there's there's still quite a long time for it to like, I don't know. It sounds like the release that came out from Harry's side was like, it was bad. We almost got, you know, we're in collisions and things. And then witnesses, there's some witnesses that are agreeing with that and some witnesses, including the taxi driver that took them around the block that's saying it wasn't a big deal. So it's really interesting to see like what you believe, like what's actually the truth there. I think with that story as well, I think how you tell it is Mm. probably also based on your perception of them. Yeah, so for sure, you get people that are like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are attention-seeking drama queens, blah 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 blah, and so they'll probably get it. Like if you have yeah. someone that believes that, they'll be a, they will have that bias probably as a witness. Yeah, and then you get other people that are like, oh my gosh, no, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have been victimized by the British press, which they yeah. definitely have, and you know they've gone through real struggles, and of course it all harks back to you know Princess Diana. Mm. So you'll get people that tell it. That way as well. I mean, I think either way, something definitely happened. Yeah. And that must be must have been 
must have been scary for them yeah. to release a statement because otherwise why on earth would they? Like they yeah. are not idiots. They're not going to want to bring more light more than they need to. Attention that's going to get them yeah ne- like that's going to reflect on them negatively because they know everything that's happened. They're not going to make up a car chase. There may you know there may have been things that they slightly exaggerated or blah blah yeah. blah. But they're not going to make the whole thing up because why no. on earth would they? Like because otherwise it would just if that found out to be true, that would just discredit everything, everything else they've ever said. Yeah. And they're not, why on earth? So why would they? Like, they're yeah. not stupid. <laughs> no, I know, but I could see, I can see both sides on that. Mm. I can see why they would and why they wouldn't. Um, yeah. Because there might be something else in there about, like, print, I, I've only read two articles on it, but there might be something else in there about Princess Diana and maybe Harry's wanting to make more of a point that they actually are in danger and yeah. there are ways that they, like maybe they've gone through someone that's like, you'll no one will ever find this. I don't know. I can yeah, see both sides. Yeah, same. I, can, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if it was not as quite as like dramatic mm. as it's being made out mm. to be. But also I think something must something must Something's have happened. happened. Yeah. Like, there must have been whether or not they would like skidded slightly or something happened. I mean, it's quite and like through the streets of New York, like Manhattan, yeah. that's quite an intense place to Yeah. Um and I really hope for their for the sake as well of other people generally on the street, like don't do that. Yeah. And have we not learnt lessons about dangerously pursuing people in cars? Like no well, picture is flipping worth that, for goodness sake. No. Especially not from a journalist's perspective. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, Love Island begins again in just over two yes! weeks' time. And I saw this funny tweet whoop, whoop. that was, at this point, watching Love Island has become like jury duty for me. I'm not really enjoying it, but I have to be involved. Yeah. I think I only, I don't have really get finished, through the whole season. Have you finished your, the winter season? No. I just, I'm not that into it. I'm like, I feel like into people don't it. get as into the winter one as they do the. Well, even the summer one. Oh no, here we go. No, it's just a bird patch. Come back to bed. Even the summer one, I get to a certain point and then I'm over it. Yeah, I only yeah. like the first 20 episodes. Oh my God, there's so many episodes. There's like a hundred so and it's just episodes. like I can't. Well, it's I get every night, isn't it, for like six weeks or something? Yeah, and I get to a point as well where I'm like, this is just the same shit. And you can tell when they're making up drama and I like, I'd rather just Google who wins. See, it's just a reality TV. <laughs> Hello, Florence. It's a reality TV program. Like I love reality TV. Mm. Oh my God. New Kardashians from the 25th of May. Oh, really? Yeah. That was fast. Yeah, I know. Really fast. Yeah. Good. Um, so I really like reality TV. It's such an escape. I love it. People say it's like shit. Mm. I don't want your opinions. I like mm. it. Um, but I just can't be doing with Love Island, I think, because they'll be in it for like a week. And they're like, I love you. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I love it. Like, no. It feels like longer than a week, too. Like, you're watching it. You're like, oh, yeah, it's been a month now. And they're like, it's been three days. And, and I'm like, whoa. They don't the swimming pool enough. I know it's because they have to take their microphones off and it would make for not interesting television. But, oh, my God. I think it would make for interesting television because then no one can hear what they're gossiping about and they could be, like, just having a normal conversation but pretend to be all, like, yeah. And then it would be, like, everyone would be, like, oh. And then all the producers would be, like, oh. Okay. 
petition. I should be I should be producing this. Petition for you to be the next yeah. producer of Love Island. Next director. Can I go into the villa, but I don't actually want to like interact with anyone. I just want the swimming pool, the cocktails. Yeah. I also don't want to be fucking getting like dressed up every time we get a text or something or whatever the yeah. hell happens. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. And wearing like your bikini and like a full face of makeup. Yeah. Or no. wearing your bikini every day. I mean, like, sure, but not in front of a camera. Oh no, absolutely not. I would just be like. I just like, I'm just gonna come out in my pajamas a minute. Hold on. Yeah, your music. <laughs> oh, I've got my burka on. <laughs> um, Do you think I'm sexy? <laughs> I'd just be like, oh god. I think I'd just spend the whole time laughing. Yeah, I would too. I would love to go. So I've always like wanted to go on the Bachelor or something, and not because I want to do it to find my true love, just because I think I would be very entertained. <laughs> Not even anyone else entertained. I think I would be entertained and that's what I would want to do it for. Whereas people would be like, why would you put yourself out there? I'm like, why wouldn't you go and like meet all these people and experience the Um, chaos? One thing I would like to do is know someone that goes on married at first sight and be in the audience <laughs> of their wedding. Yes. <laughs> Imagine how good that would be. Yes. Like one of those really dramatic ones. Like, so I do not even really watch it, but mm-hmm. also the Australian one, there was a woman who got married to this bloke and then one of the guests or like a friend of hers from the wedding turned around and said, oh, he's seeing someone yeah. that I know and they're like really close and... He told her that he was going on this, but that he wasn't serious about it, blah, 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 blah. And then she kicked off at the wedding. Oh, it was so good. Oh, my gosh. Mm. But, yes, yeah, so well, I'd like to be at one of those weddings. At the moment, you're the only single person that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't really want to go unmarried at first sight. Why not? You. I just think... <sighs> yeah, Pat. Yeah, we yeah. agree. Nah, I, just... I would rather do The Bachelor or, like, Love Island or something yeah, I'd rather where there's go somewhere. more. You'd rather go somewhere you can at least go on a bit of a holiday. Yeah, and, like, have a bit more socialization yes i think maths is very much like yes they socialize but you're kind of peered up and that's it right i I actually haven't watched watched it i think that's how it is but yeah the love the love programs just don't like love is blind as well didn't get into that Uh, i didn't get into that it was just i don't know i just find them all a bit like cringe (laughs) cringe like i love the bachelor is the bachelor the bachelorette i love the bachelorette let me correct myself is it still on oh it is still going yeah god and yeah or um the like the original love island well i actually don't know before love island got popular it used to be bachelor in paradise oh yeah yeah yeah. and that was always a good time too yeah see i'm just used to watch that with my auntie and she'd be like oh do people really do this and i was like (laughs) no yeah and two of the couples i follow off that are getting married this year oh that's very sweet um yeah but then but then also i say i don't like love island I sit down to watch it or like have it put on in the background. When I'm I'm watching it. When you're watching it, I'm suddenly like, wait, why am I invested in this? What is happening? Like, I. I What is going on? I don't care about these people. Why? Why? But I just get, I'm just get annoyed. I'm like, no, you don't love him. That's stupid. Yeah. I know. I do that too. Or I'm like, no, she's a bitch. You shouldn't be with her. Or he's a dick. You shouldn't be with him. And then I like make my own matches. And then I'm like, why? Why hasn't it worked out exactly how I wanted it to, for God's sake? Yeah. Like that guy in the last one. Oh, my God. I was in love with him. Joe, And then you and Joe were both like, nah, when he opens his mouth. What? You know, uh, the tall one, the six foot four rugby yes, player? The uh, no, the did football the, player. Did he have the really nice eyes? Yeah. Yeah. and then, He yeah. was a bit basic. Yeah, then he opened his mouth and he was real basic. Yeah, well, no, just even so. what he's, like, some of the things he said was very simple. Yeah. 
or thought or did. Yeah, he was, was like, he did not have too much going on between the ears. No, but he was beautiful. He was beautiful. Beautiful to look at. And God get, rarely gives with both hands. Yeah. So. Well, hey. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> okay. Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Oh, that was so good. I'm going to be quiet. You can't be pretty and smart, I'm afraid. <laughs> Well, lucky I'm not pretty. You are obviously both. Do you want to know something so funny? So Joe sent me, you know how I was sending you all these dog reels last night? Joe had sent me like five and I was watching them, but every time I clicked on one, I'd scroll and get more. And so I was watching these all laughing and then I dropped my phone on my face. I was pissing myself laughing and I dropped my phone on my face and it put, like, must have hit my nose and gone to the flick to the camera and I lifted it back (laughs) up and I could just see, like, myself with 50 chins cracking up and I just could not stop laughing I just That's and Joe so like I rem- he looked over at me he was like and then he did a double take and he was like for fuck's sake That's so funny and Every single new one I found I was like look at this look at this and he's like I've seen it <laughs> He was like okay well okay. what about this <laughs> Okay I'm so sorry for b- bothering you with my friendship Also there's him being like I've seen this mm. He berates us for being on our phones too much Look at him having seen every single I reel I know I know I really need to get out of the habit of just mindlessly Scrolling. watching reels Because it's just like It's so easy. That, like, dopamine hit of like And I'm really trying to focus of just like Not Not doing it Yeah And then I get Maddie Hall sent you a reel for him And I'm like oh no Oh no It's back Oh yeah 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 sorry okay right yeah that rounds off the culture roundup okay my stomach's rumbling wedding roundup yes so we're going to see the venue tomorrow very exciting um hopefully we can get some answers on certain things still don't have food I made a group chat today for... You confused the shit out of him. The hens, did well, I? no, you didn't confuse him. You confused the shit out of Steph. <laughs> oh, did I bless? She oh. was like, what? Um, yeah, so I made a group chat and then I left. Ayla asked me to. And then she was replying to me, replying to me, replying to me. And then I was like, I'm going to make it now. I made it. And then I don't know how long it took her to, like, jump in because I just went and made it and then yeah. talked in it and left. I don't know how long it took her to jump in. It took her a minute to jump in. But thankfully, so, other people jumped in and were like, oh, I think this is The Bachelorette. Michaela was oh, like, really? I'm so confused. What is this? Yeah, Michaela would be the other one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but everybody's all good. Okay. Can I see what you've said so far? No. Like, even just to the no. point, please? No. Oh, okay. That's not how it works, no. <laughs> I like, what if it was, I, I can I see the confused messages? No. You can't. You're not, you're not your Do you know, chat. I did say to Ayla, I was like, I thought about maybe making a fake profile. <laughs> and, and adding myself. You are literally ridiculous. Because everyone... So I can spy on you. You're not spying on anybody. You are not spying. Yeah. It's not allowed. Well, you don't know. Uh, I do know. You're I, not... You are I not might spi- steal your phone while you're asleep. <laughs> okay. That's... You need help. No, you're not. No, you're not. I know, but I don't like surprises. Yeah, I, I don't know, like not knowing. Well, I'm, like, I'm not being funny, but it's not going to be horrendous. We're not going to like. Well, you, it's not that it's not horrendous. I just want to know. Well, that's tough shit. It's hard. Yeah, well, life is hard. I'm afraid. <laughs> anyway, that's my. Is your wedding round? Uh, bridesmaids dresses. Hopefully, we'll be able to try them on and 
September. Yeah, that is exciting. And yeah, I feel like it's pretty downhill from here. I go away in two weeks and then by the time we get back, Ayla. Yeah, shit. Well, I'll get back. We've got five days. Sam comes. Ayla comes. We've got the hen stew. And then it'll be October. And then it'll be November. And then it'll be December. <laughs> anyway, and then Joe will get back. This is the months of the year with Maddie Hall. <laughs> and then it'll be then June. It'll be I think there's, there's going to be January, February, March, April, May yeah. in that time. And in February, you're going to get married. Yeah. Did you know that? Scary. <laughs> but it is, it's like I said to you the other day, it really feels like the big, like we're standing on the kind of the top of the hill. Yeah. Like now. it's all going to just go so fast it's, from here. Florence. Stop making noise. <laughs> It's all just going to go, like, not downhill in a bad way. That's not what we yeah. mean. But just, fast. It's just going to go really fast. Like the feels, cart is going to just go. Yeah. Doo, 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 like, and then we're going to crash at the bottom. That's, that's not really <laughs> what I, we were going for. It's not going to crash at the bottom. Okay. We're going to just roll down to the wedding. But it, yeah, it just really at feels like speed. kind of not the beginning of the end. That's not what I mean. But like. We've been building up yeah. for this for so long. Yeah. And now with you going, that's kind of the first step. And then Joe goes and then yeah. we come back and then it's... People come over. And people and... come over and it's all just like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, it feels like we've been building up to this and now it's beginning. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I'm also not emotionally ready for you to leave. I know. So That's all right. Emotionally, I will be here probably. That is true. I'll be bothering you every fucking day. That's so, right. And I'll be replying like I normally do. In five to seven business days. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. Beautiful. Thank you so much. That's us yakking on. And with that. Bye. Bye. Bye.